hot that you can't get right. You know? I don't know. All I you know, don't is know? That, uh, this is WTDG after dark. I know, and uh, I I do so much for the, for the viewers that I I know that you might know this, but I don't know if they might know this, and that might know is that I can't record with my fan or my air conditioning on because it picks it up. Uh, so I'm just gonna start baking, you know. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sleep. I, it's not even wake and bake. It's sleep and bake, you know. So. We host the podcast at night these days. We do it so that maybe it's a little cooler uh, so that you don't suffer so much. But what I, what, what I ask of the viewers, uh, let's be honest, they're viewers. Everyone They've is watching the, the video. So I know. Hey, if Rob. you're a viewer, if it's, if it's daytime, I want you to wait. I want you to stop listening. I want you to tune back in at night. I know. You got to get, get yourself a, a nice hot cup of tea. Oh, put some, some, put some whiskey in that and some cocoa some, in that. Some cocoa, you know. Uh, a well, hot toddy, you know, whatever. Yeah, don't get uh, don't get tea and cocoa. That's not have a, maybe a glass of wine. Oh yeah, Monte yeah, have Pucciano. a glass of wine. A, a big glass uh, of Montepulciano. Montepulciano. Uh, I'm the really Bruzzo. excited about. Uh, so the reason why we're recording this late night episode. That's the way time works. It's, partially, it's never been a better. T- <laughs> <laughs> what do you like? Never been You're a, doing your thing. It's never been a better time to play video games. It's That's the new tagline. It's never been a better time to be a gamer than right now. You know, they always say that more video games come out than don't come out. That's true. That there are so many games out there. There are games that I, I, I haven't even gotten to play them all. There are games yeah. that I'm, I'm excited to play that there's, I still haven't. Played. There's games that I never want to ever play, but they're there. You know. Uh, why don't you tell me about one of those? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't talking about that specifically. But I know that you're excited to talk about Slipstream, Slip, Split, Splitgate, Splitgate. Split yep. Which was originally called Slipstream. Uh, was it? Was that what it was originally called? No, I'm so just talking about that. What's What's your problem with Splitgate? What's your What's your What's the matter with you? I don't have a particular problem. It just It looked aesthetically whatever. And who Who's Who is developing this? That's a great question. Who knows, right? The uh, I I I know the uh the uh, gimmick uh and it's a cool idea it's uh, uh people say like portal with guns um and it seems to move a lot like halo i think that's one of the things that immediately started to turn me off of like the floaty halo jumps and the tracking fights um but the idea is obviously very cool so uh you are probably best equipped to explain yeah to me so at the start of the, at the start of the week uh this game was supposed to come out um, but it didn't because the beta was overwhelmed with players. So there was essentially just not enough server capacity. So there was like, at one point, there was a two-hour wait to play the game because so many people were trying to get in. Uh, they've since increased server capacity. I, I just opened up the game a little while ago. It took me uh, 10 minutes to get in on Friday nights. They're doing a lot better. Uh, your analysis, your quick analysis, your hot take of it's Halo... But with the portal gun is is exactly right um so let me talk a little bit about this game and about the limitations so uh for the most part for you know it, it has a ton of different game modes that you'd expect from uh halo it is an arena shooter for the most part so you go in with a starting loadout and assault rifle carbine and throughout the map uh you pick up weapons like a rail gun which is a spartan laser a battle rifle which is a battle rifle and a rocket launcher a rocket launcher <laughs> Uh, so you also always have a portal gun and there's no cooldown on using portals. 
uh, and they can be used for uh, movement and they could be used, you can shoot through them uh, and it does carry momentum. So there will be some cases where there is a pit and you could shoot a portal at the bottom of a pit and then you could shoot it on some sort of angled surface and propel yourself like all the way across, which can be pretty insane when you think about uh, game modes like, was it called Oddball in Halo? I think it was. Yeah, that's the one where you have to hold, it's like a king of the hill, but you're holding. Yeah, so now imagine that with portals. And it's so crazy to just like explain and articulate like all of the cool shit that happens because of portals. But but I think that the 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 best thing that I can say about this game, and it's something that I could never say about Destiny multiplayer or Halo multiplayer, is whenever I lose a fight, I feel like I had all the capabilities to win. In in Halo and in Destiny and in a lot of games like this, not so much Unreal Tournament, but but you feel almost like if it's a 2v1, you're going to lose. But in this game, it, it feels like because there is so much flexibility of the way that you're navigating the map and of the way that you are controlling space and also peeking corners, it, it feels like if you die in this game, it's absolutely your And I, almost like in Valorant, right? In Valorant, you have the capabilities of fighting off the whole enemy team because you can always like swing and one tap and kill someone. In this game, it is a little bit different because uh, this game is more about uh, the way that you choose to move through the map, uh, your routing, and also just like uh, similar to Valorant, though, there is a ton of outplay. So we had this one game of Oddball where we hid in a corner, but the corner had a portal that looked outside of it. So people would be pursuing and go for the Oddball we would duck into the corner, be behind them, and then uh, melee them. Uh, and the oddball is an insta get totally knocked out. There are cases where there will be people hiding in sniper nests, and you could place a portal that is like looking behind them. Uh, and so much of the game is just like there are people who are camping in portals, and then there are people who are can't like on the hunt for those people, and. Because of that, all the characters also come equipped with uh, grenades. And the grenades don't deal damage to other players. The only thing that they do is they destroy portals. But as you get better at the game, you realize that you can sort of portal surf, where you are shooting a portal, you're entering into the portal, immediately shooting another portal, ducking back into the one that you started on. And there is also, you can close portals behind you. So... If you are running through a portal and people are pursuing you, uh, you could close the portal behind you. And, it, and the animation for it is like so cool of your character. Just like uh, it almost looks like a like a Thanos snap or like a, you're like gripping something and it just like climbs you. Like a Yoru guy. Yeah. The, yeah, it kind of is. Uh, so the way that it works is you can see through your own portals, uh, but you cannot see through enemy portals or ally portals. So you don't know where they're going to go. However... If you're looking at a portal uh, and somebody is on the other side, your curse will turn red. So you do have a way of knowing, is somebody peeking me through this portal? You, so, I guess it's also kind of like similar to Valorant of like just maybe blind firing through a portal if you think that there's someone there, if you're getting that that kind of message. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I'm surprised by a lot of things. And I, and I think that uh, there are some ways that this game could 
become incredibly successful. And there are also some ways that I think that this game just kind of flopped. And I say this all the time, but I'm not a designer. Those are two different things, James. I'm not a designer, all right? But let me give you uh, my hot take. First off, a lot of the right people are playing this game. Like, there are some streamers who are getting really into it. Uh, and, And I think that it really is a game where you see it, and it kind of makes you want to play it. Like, you see that cool shit is happening. And some games aren't like that, right? Like uh, Counter-Strike, let's say. It's hard to look at Counter-Strike and then be like, you know, that's something I want to play. With Valorant, you can kind of get it because there's like some flashy stuff. But this game, there is like this immediate like, this game looks familiar, you know, and it has like these amazing moments. Like this is a game where there will be clips of people doing crazy shit and despite your knowledge of this game, it will be impressive. Uh, the biggest con of this game, the, the reason why this game might fail, and, and I think that you will immediately agree with me, is uh, the sense of style or the lack of... Well, I mean, yeah, I said that. Yeah. This game, uh, you think of the games that are most successful right now, the most successful shooters, uh, Apex Legends, Fortnite, Valorant, uh even even uh, maybe Halo, uh, but they all have some sort of aesthetic, and, and some people might not like them, right? Like you might not like the style of Fortnite, but it's there. And it has sorry, a style. I don't know yeah. if you heard that at my window. Uh, but but it's definitely there, and I feel like this game maybe I don't know if it's trying to mix too many styles or too few, but it's just maybe too. The style is just video game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this I mean is that 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 is. I, I totally agree with you. That's that's my immediate thought. Is like it looks it looks dated. It it already has like zero like the the color palette it's drawing on reminds me of like an off brand Halo. It reminds me of like a uh, Xbox an original Xbox kind of color palette where they were trying to make a Halo killer and they're like this is the Halo yeah. killer. I'll, I'll um, disagree with zero. you on the color palette, maybe based on photos of the game, but the maps are extreme. Uh, and and that is one good thing I could say for this game is that it has a ton of content. Uh, the the map selection is insane, and they have uh, maps of every color. I think that the game actually looks really good. In, uh, and I don't mind the graphics. For me, it really is just uh, what is the look that they're going for like, what is the deal with the announcer? Some things this game is doing so right, though. One thing that this game is fantastic about is custom games and, like, the custom game modes. Uh, when you create a lobby with, um, like, friends, you have options to control, like, the speed, the gravity, the size of people's heads, uh, what guns are going to be available, what's the respawn time. Uh, you can play maps and customs uh, that aren't even in the hopper. Some of, like... They have these, uh, like, beta maps that are, like, they're just this, like, the skeleton of the map has been created, but they haven't filled it in yet with architecture. Uh, But in custom games, they let you just, like, play on those. So for that, like, I think it's doing really well. And if this game is free, I I do think that this is a game that is sorely needed. So the thing that's challenging about this game, though, is that Halo is not far off, right? Yeah. Uh, Halo's not far off, and it, it's going to have free multiplayer. 
So that could be a real problem for this game. But I will say uh, that this game is doing cross-play uh, and it is free. And if they can just figure out the style, like they have some pretty cool cosmetics and they're doing so many things right. Like they have weapon challenges where there are multiple tiers of like, if you get four kills with a, with a single rocket launcher, you unlock this skin. And if you get more kills with the rocket launcher, you know, maybe you get like five kills on one rocket launcher, four ammo, by the way. Uh, the skin upgrades and has like these special particles. And if you get every uh, every challenge done for the rocket launcher, then you get a golden rocket launcher. And stuff like that is really cool. And this game has, if you like Halo, if you like the concept of this game, then it has everything that you would possibly want. But for me, I think that they do need to figure out what they want this game to look like. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they'll, but, they'll do massive changes. I don't know. But my recommendation is glowing. Like, in terms of the gameplay, this, like, I, you know this about me. I love a game that makes me feel smart. And I love a game that lets me outsmart people or make people feel dumb, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's such a good feeling of being like, you idiot. I was behind you. I, I, I ripped through the kid. fabric. I ripped through the fabric of space time to deliver this shotgun blast. It's, it's so, that's awesome. The, but, but let me tell you the worst thing about this game, this game is that, uh, this is a game that is part of teabag, right? Oh, well, I mean, it's, it's you, you describe, you're describing a shooter. So yes, this game has a version of kill confirmed where you have to teabag the enemy to get the tags. Yeah, that's a pretty bad. I I mean, so I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know where I fall. I, I think that there uh, a lot of people would say, um, like, you know, what's the big deal with, like, trash talking? That's a part of, you know, any basically on pretty much anything in life like uh like even just playing like a board game with friends play uh uh I won't sports. Trash talk during a board game but i definitely will during a video game sports but never i don't like that e i don't start it though you know uh, i don't yeah i don't, I don't start the trash talk, i don't but i'm always willing to get involved i don't need i don't either um really start it uh but i'll get into it if i if i gotta but uh normalizing it i think is is much worse like you already have it already is like annoying to to get teabagged and then just be like you're not so but what are you doing that's so great you, or if they are doing so well then it's like f like fuck you you're like you're a smurf or like you are better than me but you don't have to like be like that like it doesn't make me think you're better that you're also winning as an asshole um but games that would like normalize that is terrible like i, I would imagine like i i would it would be a nightmare if like when you died in valorant it it uh say it like sent you could hear like what the other person was saying in a voice com or something like that that would uh, something you know anything that would be like used for negative per for like toxic purposes purposes and to like have a game mode that like includes a toxic like action as a part of the game mode seems yeah not, but not that great. but like i said that that is part of like this game is definitely leaning into that gross but the game is super fun the game is is sure. really terrific. I think that if people are going in and they are expecting uh, Quake, it might bum them out. And I also think that uh, if this game gets popular, then there might be even less space for a new uh, hardcore arena shooter with bunny hopping to to make its mark. You know, mm -hmm. that is that is such a it is a. a, a 
a genre that is like one foot in the grave already and it does need some game to revitalize it maybe this is a game that helps revive the arena shooters and then more people take a stab at creating something like unreal tournament or uh, i just wish that diabotical took off but yeah it's their own fault because they diabotical released on epic game store with an exclusivity deal so they literally they killed their own game yeah it's a bummer i, I will say that like i actually um am, am generally not a huge fan of that style of game um so that's like a that's like a kind of a knock against it like i i don't love uh the like uh start out with a gun and then you're moving around a map and it's like a everyone's just like killing each other that doesn't do it as much for me um i kind of do like i like the idea of like area control and of like denying knowing spawns on like rocket and like denying that area mm-hmm. like it's it's also so much more relaxing it's so much less stressful uh than a game like valorant where yeah you well, know well i guess shot, you, you, you die dead, and you, you respawn right and, yeah exactly so, so like yeah that make, that makes a big difference obviously like and, like valorant drop in, a drop death out. is a big deal it's like it, valorant lends itself to a more competitive kind of style like you dying takes you off the map for two minutes where you're just like you're sitting around you know maybe trying to relay comms but in a game like this like you're you're always active you're never not playing yeah so it, it does have a different vibe but it also has that kind of like uh because the games can be pretty fast and stuff it, i've found it to be pretty addicting so far of just i'll just keep going like i'll you know the matches are fast more one more one more in a way that like i do that with valorant but it's terrible idea. yeah because the games are 45 minutes long so when they you say one minutes. more it's Wolf but God. also dropping people off of the map with your by portaling under them and just it's something that's only happened once for me where i was able to portal somebody off the map that's pretty cool uh so big fan loving mm-hmm. the, loving that game excited to see what they do with it neat i think i'll i'll, I'll think about giving it a try or maybe i'll watch i mean it's stuff. free right yeah. it's free uh i i also want to talk to you i'm really excited about dreamscaper uh, i, I have dreamscaper I up today uh i put in four hours today I believe that all right yeah um, so this is a roguelike it's like a it's a roguelite mm. uh this game borrow this is a big borrow game it borrows elements from first and foremost haiti uh so it has like a lot of the game i believe this came out before hades this was in early access for a long time i i but it just came out yesterday so it was in early access for a while but remember that hades was in early access for quite a while before it came out also true uh but either way uh this game is a lot of hades a lot of binding of isaac uh, minus the terrible style and a lot of dead so a lot of those three things uh, dead space i don't remember and, that uh, sorry dead cells okay dead cells uh and it's borrowing the best things from all of these so you are playing as uh this girl cassidy who's clearly uh suffering from depression and sort of issues with her past um and every night you are going into your dreams and sort of dealing with your issues you're sort of fighting off uh monstrous incarnation fear and your anxiety and stress so every run uh is you having dreams and then when the run ends you are waking up and you are uh going through this town you're meeting people and trying to like develop relationships with and as you do that they're giving you passive buffs uh that are helping you in the in the other world sort of thinking of it as like 
uh, this person has inspired me to feel a certain way. So I do more damage with lightning. Yeah. Hell yeah. Right? Uh, I don't so remember some of this from of early these, access, so maybe they just, uh, they've added it's, some. It's dramatically, uh, is my This is from Afterburner Studios. It's a three-person. Also, I wanted to also uh, uh, to, to note, because I, I like calling this kind of stuff out, uh, 1047 is the developer who makes um, Splitgate, and that's their only game. So both of these companies, this is their only game so far. What a great year for indie studios. It's always a great what a year. Absolutely horrific. Sometimes year for it's not them. actually. They didn't suffer like as badly with COVID as. Well, I guess not. I mean, pr- you you can imagine an indie studio already basically is you know three or four people that are on their computers in their house sharing and, over yeah, like Discord and, and or something. It, the lack of AAA titles this year actually made way for a lot of these terrific indie yeah. games. Um, but it's essentially you're out there, you're making relationships with people, you're you're using materials uh, that uh, in the dungeon, and you're leveling things up. Like similar to Hades, you are putting new rooms, and so you're putting a room that has different puzzles or has healing fonts like that. And as you level that up, you're putting them further and further. It also has systems like Hades that are similar to uh, the heat system, uh, where you are increasing the uh, difficulty of the dungeon in different ways. So you might make it so that the bosses are challenging and have or have new patterns, or that the rooms are just uh, larger. I will say that the options there are not as robust as Hades. And in general, uh, this seems to be uh, smaller than Hades at, at, in terms of uh, its magnitude, its uh, epicness. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little harder to get. It's hard to be as epic as Hades. Uh, I know that that's a silly word, but it's literally... Uh, the combat in this game is uh, pretty great, actually. And and so and the combat just... Uh, it, it has a nice weight to it. Weapons uh, feel really good to use. All of the weapons that you're finding uh, have unique movesets to them. So you're always carrying a melee weapon, aged weapon, two spells. And you also have a dodge and a shield. And you're picking up different versions of dodge shields. So you could have a dodge that leaves a trail of fire behind, or you could have a shield that instantly parries uh, wet enemies. So you might have like some sort of water gun, and then you have a shield that parries, and then you're sort of creating your build around that. There is also uh, elemental mixing, where you could wet enemies, and then lightning will change the wet enemy. Uh, But the spells you can get are really impactful, uh, and, and pretty insane where you are summoning like monsoons that like swirl around you or you're creating a black hole sucking. Uh, they are balanced by their cooldowns. So you will have uh, ones that have shorter cooldowns like I'm shooting out hands of shadows or I'm shooting out a uh, spirit shirt, but summoning a cyclone or summoning a volley of lasers that are like an orbital strike. Those ones are on longer cool. And you also have a super ability of uh, you can enter sort of like a bullet and and do that sort of thing. But the reason it's like Dead Cells is it has this sort of um, affixes to the weapons where uh, they have different rarity levels of like, you know, you might have a purple one with three affixes. You might have a legendary one that does something uh, extremely impactful and powerful. It's similar to Binding of Isaac in that it has an economy of keys and of bombs, where you're using keys and bombs to sort of explore the dungeon and decisions about uh, 
what kind of traversing you can opt in for, uh, which is also kind of similar to the way that it was in the Gungeon, but that also Binding of Isaac. The style of this game is pretty neat. It 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 reminds me of Absolver, which yeah, of is the, a real the kind of faceless people. Call- yeah. It's a real niche callback, but you can also totally understand why a game like this might opt not to. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, the style of the game is most definitely, uh, you know, working to its favor to, you know, be easier to develop. It, it Like, it's doing, it's trying to do as much as it can with as little as it can. I'm going to keep playing this game. I didn't beat it yet, but I've done quite a few runs. It, it, it gets pretty hard, but it does remind me of Hades of... You could sort of figure the bot, like you could solve the bosses, and at some point you will never lose to them again. Yeah. Uh, I've also been playing, so this will be quick. I've been playing Ace Attorney Chronicle. Hey, that looks good. So it is good. So on the Switch, they have uh, the Ace Attorney Chronicles for, I think it's $40, uh, which includes the Great Ace Attorney 1 and the Great Ace Attorney 2. And that's $40. If you buy the $60 version, you also get the Ace Attorney Trilogy. So you're getting like five games. Uh, so the thing that's new in this is Ace Attorney Chronicles Volume 2. Um, because I think that Ace Attorney Chronicles 1 came out and maybe was on either the Wii U or the DS. I do not remember. But I guess the important thing now is that this is on Switch and on PC. And it is definitely... A visual novel if if you've never played an ace attorney game it is it is uh it is a visual novel but it is also a uh, detective game where you are collecting evidence you're inspecting areas and you are listening to people's testimonies and you are sort of cross-examining witnesses where you hear a part of something that they say and interrupt it by giving objection uh, yeah uh, exactly that. It is extremely over the top. It's extremely campy, and that's sort of the style that they've always had. But it, it's also a series that's pretty well known for having good. T- and so far, I'm I'm playing through the first. Uh, I'm playing through the first episode of Ace Attorney of the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. And this, I don't know if you know anything about this, but this actually happened. I think it's er- either the late 1800s or the early 19- so the access to forensics and everything like that is extremely limited. And the first case actually is you defending yourself uh, where you are on trial for a murder. Nice. So the setup is, is really good. And the story so far is really compelling. But you do have to be okay with the fact that you sort of have things figured out where it's like, okay, I know exactly what this evidence piece, so I'm ready to like tell them about it and present it. And you don't really get to do that right away, you know what I mean? Where it's like you know something, but you have to sort of wait for turn. And there's a lot of them repeating things that like you already know. So, and that's fine. Like, especially like for the very first case, I think that they want to make it a little bit easier so the repetition characters like themselves make sense. I just hope that um, the game sort of respects my intelligence a little bit later, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I always found those games to be very weird. Um, they usually, they're, they're, they have the same kind of problems that adventure games always have. Like they'll present the case uh, and sometimes by making it like they're like, oh, we got to make it difficult. They just make it like very arcane. They always, they make it, you know, 
impo- like kind of weird for the player to even have considered you know like what what i mean like it, it like it's not always like straightforward or there sometimes you have to like guess a little bit or trial and error through a trial well trial and error i definitely had that with ace attorney in the past um yeah. with the original trilogy um, of like just stuff where you know you 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 have everything because I rem- if I remember correctly one of the last ones I'd played was pretty good about saying like oh you have all the because ev- you have to get all the evidence or something like that like oh you have to do you have to go here you have to listen to this guy and I would I would be really pretty diligent about listening to everything and then go into the case but then there'd be like some weird thing where it would be like I would have to make like a logical leap um, to guess something and. You know, like I wouldn't get it, like because most of the time people wouldn't, um, and then you have to just redo the case or the trial again. I think. Yeah. But I, I, I do kind of, I could see being in the mood for that right now, and it yeah, looks pretty cool. It is. It's. I'm, I'm digging it so far. It's a nice thing to have on, on Switch when I'm just like, it's a nice cozy, uh, bedtime game. Uh, and I'm playing so much on Switch. Uh, I'm still playing Monster Hunter Stories two, and at this point, I'm gonna finish that. Like I'm, I need how many hours? Uh, personally, I think I'm only 20 hours in, but I think that this is going to be like a 60 hour game. But I feel oh, okay. So you're not like on the cusp. You're feel, just saying that I like feel committed. Yeah, I feel there. There was something really exciting where uh, I got an egg for a monster, and I knew the color of the egg. Where it was like this pink egg with like these black stripes, and I was like, holy shit, this is an Anjanath egg. Yeah, and it was so. It's so cool to just be excited uh, about something like that because going into Pokemon, uh, you know, you see these new... I don't have an attachment to all the different Pokemon. So if I tried to play a Pokemon game right now, I, I would see a Pokemon and I'd be like, all right, it's a it's a dancing refrigerator. Who cares? And But maybe if you have some affinity, you'll be like, oh, shit, that was my favorite Pokemon from two generations ago. I'm yeah. really excited to catch it because I I loved have four. Well, yeah, well, I have Monster Hunter already has phenomenal. Like the 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 monsters are so well designed. Like I, there's very few that are throwaway, and some of the throwaway ones kind of are earlier in the series. I feel like the ones that they've really kept going, like Anjanath, are so iconic. Yeah, but you know what's crazy is you could get a a monster that like is one of those like low level monsters, but it has great genes. And you can grow an attachment to these monsters just based on, like, the way that you've invested, like, the genes into them. So the way that it works is that every monster has, a, like, genes represented by on, on a three-by-three three grid, uh, where essentially you're socketing in uh, different abilities that are different colors and different types. So there will be, like, ice genes, and there will be uh, genes that are specific moves, like... Baroth rolls around in mud. And that's a gene that you could take and move to a Ludroth. And then Ludroth will have the ability to roll around and coat itself and armor itself. Uh, but essentially, in the 3x3 three three grid, if you are, you're organizing them to have matching colors and to have uh, matching types between like power, tech, and speed, and as you do that, you're granting the monster all sorts of bonuses. And... Essentially, as you find monsters that you don't like or you don't need, or maybe they just you're trying to build a specific monster in a specific way, uh, you do the rite of channeling, and you take a gene from a monster and you give it to another one. And this is either you're adding a new gene to their grid, or you're buffing a gene they already. So 
if you have an anginath and you go to a nest and you find another anginath egg, it's not like, oh, I already have one. I don't need that. It's like, oh, this is cool because I could see if it has uh, the genes that I would want uh, to boost my anginath in this way. So it's, it's really cool because it, it sets up the situation where you're always excited uh, to get a new one. It's not like, and it's different from Pokemon where it's like, I'm going to get the monster low and I'm going to, because in this, it's like, I fought my way through this uh, dungeon and at the end of the dungeon is a nest. And then the way that it works is you're at this nest and there are a set of rolls of you pick up an egg and it's like your your buddy, you have like a, a palico. And the writing, by the way, is adorable. Like the writing in this game is so, so good. And the, com- the cat companion uh, is really terrific. But your companion has the ability to smell the eggs and sort of give you like a guess about its quality where it'll tell you like the egg smells really good. It's very stinky. It, it has a light odor. It smells very heavy. And you can sort of use this to understand a little bit about the genes. Uh, also, the color of the egg is representative of the monster. And also, uh, if you pick one up that has really good genes, uh, it'll glow when you pick it up. So you'll pick it up and, the, you know, your cat will be like, is this the one that you want? And as you keep going, it'll be like, okay, we, we should really leave. And at some point, if you pick up too many eggs, uh, either they'll all disappear or the monster will come back to nest. Uh, and if the monster engages a fight with you, then you're not going to get an egg. So there is sort of like this um, test your luck thing of, okay, I found this egg that I wanted, but it didn't glow. So maybe I could try again, and this time I'll get I'll get a glowing one. So so there is sort of that that sort of like push your luck to mechanic to it that makes it really fun to just like hop into another dungeon and see like, can I get a better egg this time? Like I really want one that has uh, this specific gene and this specific color. Or I want one that specifically will grant my my guy like this attack. And as I'm sure you can imagine, uh, the animations in this game for the monster attacking are great. Yeah. Be- and and there some of them can be super long. Where like you are filling up this because you have like a super meter uh, that you're filling up as you're fighting with your monster. It's sort of it's called a kinship meter. And after you've filled it to max, um, you get to ride on the monster. And as you on it if you hit the enemy with attacks it's weak to you you boost the meter even further and then you could do like a level three overdrive where you get like this really sick long animation monster doing its signature ability. uh but it, but it could be hard to fill up the kinship gauge because uh it's also your mana that you're using to uh use different spells so you're also using it to charge up your greatsword or to apply poison coating with your bow and things like that. Uh, I will say that this is probably the best monster uh, capturing and collecting RPG that I've played since. Probably Dragon Warrior Monsters 2. Uh, so it's been a really long time since I played one that I liked. The Switch performance is pretty shitty. It's, yeah, it's, it's a bummer. It's pretty miserable. But I think that it's most miserable in the second village. Uh, and once I moved on from that area, it's actually been good. It's actually been, I haven't had any issues. So once you get past like that second village and maybe it'll get bad again, I don't know. But going into the third village, I was like, oh, it feels like it almost felt like, did they patch the, like, is it better now? And I went back to the second, it's like, no, they fucking. Well, that's mad weird. But yeah, the second village for whatever reason, just 
I, I think it's because they tried to, they did focus on making the game look good. So the graphics look, it looks terrific. I know. I, I really, I like I've said before, I really want Monster Hunter, the portable Monster Hunters, or, or maybe, fuck it, maybe even the Monster Hunter, like uh, the next mainline, like big, big Monster Hunter um, to look like that. I, I don't know. I just feel like the portable Monster Hunters, like Monster Hunter World looks gorgeous. I think most people would agree that it looks gorgeous. I think the, the, faces are kind of whack but i think that like overall the the game looks really good and it's probably like the best realization of like the monster hunter style of like realistic graphics but for the handhelds like rise just it it has a pretty bland looking style in a lot of cases like the areas look pretty bland and it's it's, it's just going for weapons look terrific and the animations look terrific the animations are phenomenal but it would be nice to like if it had this kind of like slightly cartoonier cell shady kind of like you know big head on the characters i i just feel like they could i would i i would think it would they could they could get it like looking a little bit better you know running a little better maybe not because it doesn't seem like that's the case for this game so speaking of that kind of style I don't know if you saw this game on Steam, but I really want to try Dodgeball Academia. Have have you seen this one? Have you heard of this one? I have neither. It is a role-playing game where you are playing dodgeball. uh, And it is sort of like this very shonen-y story. But it it looks like I love the style of this game. And I also love uh, sports games that are RPG. Uh, I loved Golf Story. I loved Pyre. And this game definitely has like some pyre vibes to it where you're getting uh, new characters that have different... The color palette looks very cool. The only downside is that it's from a Brazilian developer. Obviously, I'm kidding. Uh, it looks... Where it does look you? really yeah. terrific. Uh, there, yeah, it looks it looks awesome. Uh, but... So, so here's my issue with it. It's on Game Pass, right? And, and that's awesome. There's a lot of things I want to play on Game Pass. Uh, it has... Game Pass has The Ascent. The Ascent is on Game Pass. Uh, Lethal League is on Game Pass, which I'm kind of like Lethal League Blaze, the new one. I'm kind of interested in trying that out, but I don't know that I'd want to buy it. So there's a few things on Game Pass that I'm interested in trying, but on the other hand, Dodgeball Academia is also on Switch. What's a guy to do? What's a guy to do? I don't know. I was really hoping you'd have an answer. I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, so I, I d- want to d- check that out. It depends on how it runs. That's like that's really like I kind of oh, want to play. Yeah, I looked it up. I actually it runs great on this. One. That's kind of that's my big you know sticking point. Like I kind of want to get the new world ends with you, um, but I don't know whether or not I want to get it on the Switch. Or I want to get it on uh, PlayStation. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's always a little worrisome, especially with like you know you're you're talking about Monster Hunter stories. Like I, uh, it's 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 a pretty big deal to me to like remain at a consistent frame rate and uh if a game can't do that i think that really obnoxious oh it's obnoxious uh and in that game for sure luckily it's a it is a turn-based game but moving through that second it just even a turn-based game is like you just don't want to have to think about it all the time like if if you're just constantly like if it's like catching up a lot you don't really want to just constantly think about like damn this could look so good at like a steady clip but yeah but I don't know. Game Game Pass is looking pretty good right now. They have the Ascent. They have Dodgeball. I could do. They got. I downloaded things. the Ascent. They got, a, they got a couple of things I want to play. So, oh, you did. I did. I did not play a ton of it yet. It was my last kind of. Uh, I finished. Um, I sort of finished. I might actually go back to like. There's a minor kind of end gamey content in um, Death's Door. Death's Door. Uh, but I finished Death's Door. I rolled credits on Death's Door. That's what I'll say. Um, 
and I really liked it. I think that there's a good chance that it would be in my like top five at the end of, at the end of the year. So I think I talked about it a yeah. little bit last podcast. It's a Zelda like game. It's very very weird to read reviews. You made the comment uh, to me off air that um, people call it a Souls like. Uh, it is not, absolutely not. I don't really even know what element of it would uh, possibly say that it's a soul. Well, there are souls. You collect souls. You right? don't drop them when you die, though. That's the big thing. You are a Grim Reaper who collects souls, but well, you, you, don't, you don't drop them when you die. I, to me, that's like the big... Like, oh, uh, I totally like, agree with you. But there's many elements are... to souls, and we can't just call anything souls, you know, like, and this game is not souls. This game is... This game is so Zelda. This game is actually so incredibly Zelda that it, like, wears it on its sleeve a lot of times and has, like, major, like, kind of, like, references to it. There's this one dungeon where um, it revolves around uh, you kind of go into this this large, I guess, like, foyer that uh, branches off into four different paths. There's the entrance, and there's uh, three other kind of wings other than the entrance. And then in the center of it is an elevator that's going to work when you um like collect three when you when you get four of the souls it's it's exactly like uh it's so reminiscent and obviously a reference to the forest temple in ocarina of time where you would collect four pose that you there's that major uh the the dungeon kind of revolves around this one center room my favorite dungeon um and getting you know the four pose to be able to ride the elevator down so um i yeah this is a very it's an isometric uh zelda game um you go there's an overworld you go into a dungeon um halfway through the dungeon you get a an ability um then for the rest of the dungeon you'll probably be using that ability and then you fight a boss and then you go back into the overworld um uh i really dug this game a lot um i I was kind of surprised with where they actually took the story and the writing like it, it it really nails what it's going for um which is like a lot of like uh like like you're you play as like a grim reaper um the, there's no like grim reaper but uh there's this kind of bureaucracy of crows i guess a murder of crows um that uh you know get targets uh they're like they're told to like kill targets um and you're tasked with like killing three giant souls people who have skirted death for so long and some of it like with each of the characters is kind of talking about like the fact that they haven't died and have lived so long has like corrupted them or their fear of death has come to completely control their life and kind of like ruined it and made them uh, a more like dark uh personality and that they're doing some bad things to stay alive um so i actually really ended up liking the story and it really goes places and it's it goes places and largely is like very philosophical about the concept of death, which I think is a really interesting centerpiece for a story that like should be more morose, but it it uh, manages I, I, something about this game is like it it is uh, so comfortable and it's in in that morose like in its in that kind of like it wears that so I don't know comfortably like it's 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 hard to explain like the the music is so like it's so nice it's all it's so catchy a lot of times but it has like you know elements of like it's it's not poppy um it it a lot of the the songs it's have like whim- an, whimsical have like an not them. whimsy of just like they have an element of like 
I don't know, depression or something, but it, like, it doesn't wallow in it. I, I can't even, it, it's like a very, just like a lot of like minor chords, but it, it doesn't make it, you know, sad. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I, I really love the style that they went for and I really love the, the writing. It's, it, it's really cute on a very heady topic. Um, I really ended up loving, uh, I, I loved every second of the game. Like, I, I, I loved the, uh, the Zelda kind of items that they would give you. I really liked all the puzzles. Uh, the combat was pretty tight in, in a lot of places. Like, the, the, it, it is like one of those games where, it's the the combat is just like feels so right like it like the you know you get that like first you know uh like you're it's like you feel the frames you know like the first couple frames of your dodge is invincible like you get to the point where you're really good about knowing like i can get in two hits with this weapon before the enemy swings and then i can dodge roll and um it, it never felt like frustrating it always felt like i knew where i made mistakes and then there were a fair number of like either uh big rooms with like lots of waves of enemies or bosses that i died on but it would just start you right back over so they're very minor in its frustrations um i guess not frustration at all like you like you know like if it's a hard boss you, it would just put you right back there um yeah love the combat love all the uh items that you get and i really just love the ending i love the soundtrack and there's just kind of like minor sort of um end game that i kind of want to go back and do that gives like a see like a true ending you know like the persona style true ending um you don't actually play oh. the game over again but you like there's a roll credits everything is kind of summed up and then if you do like an optional you can go back into the world keep playing and do an optional thing and you know sure up whatever you want to do um and i might want to do that it's like it's it's like cozy and sad at the same time it's a really it's a really cool game I really like it. I think oh, yeah. it'll be on my uh, in my top games. I just downloaded Death Trash. I have nothing to say about that other than I've been really excited for Death Trash. It's an apocalyptic. Isn't it in uh, early access still? It is in early access, but I do want to just give it a shot. I, I've been really excited about it. We saw it on E3, and I don't know, just the the style. It's a kind of chunkier pixel apocalyptic style. It has a a, a pretty cool um vibe to it and i really want to give it a shot i played the first hour or so of the ascent um i think that is also an early access or or that it it, is not it is not because i I, the negative that i've heard from a lot of people is that the game kind of and like the game so so the ascent is a is another isometric game but it's 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 in that diablo vein um lots of enemies and uh i should also say that's like a cyberpunk um, I've heard people say it's like Diablo, but my understanding is that that is not uh, true for the loot. I haven't seen much of the loot yet. I, I can't tell how much of like the loot I've gotten is... I, I can't really tell if the... Well, I will say, so I will say that it is not like Diablo in that I am not like mowing down packs of enemies and then they're dropping shinies. Um, like that is not the case. Um, I, I'm not really getting much other than like experience from the enemies. And then it seems like at certain points, like, like there'll be like a chest along the way and then the chest will contain a new weapon or an upgrade. And I don't know if that is, um, random yet, or if you would just always get it. I, 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 I'm again, like I'm pretty early, so I don't know if that kind of stuff I, is like, my understanding is that there's no, uh, randomly generated where it doesn't. Okay. Have, so, like, all right. So you always find, so there's probably a good chance that you like always find 
um, the same equipment. Like if you're you're playing for the in the beginning of this, you you get the pistol, you get the shotgun, you get this first upgrade. Uh, I will say that like it's a very good looking game. Um, it's it's like yeah, a, it has it has ray tracing uh, if you have a card that can handle it. I, I even so even on my non ray tracing card, it it is a it is a very very good looking game like it it's it's pretty amazing how much it's one of those games where it's like it's doing so much visually all at once it's uh the initial area you're on is like this um it's like uh broken down kind of station you have to get an ai working but there's like kind of monstery grunts that are overwhelming it so you know you're walking on these um metal catwalks as like pipes are bursting and there's red light and fog and the monsters are crawling up over the side of the catwalks um i will say that uh what it reminds me most feeling wise is actually uh synthetic because the the uh the gunplay is really good and it's very like visceral like the from the uh, the sound of the guns to like the impact on the enemies uh, even like the it's one of those games where like you get this like you know white starter pistol um, and from that first fight I think it's like whoa that is it, it like combat is good it feels good you're not like waiting I'm not saying that like I'm like waiting to go get like a better gun or a better upgrade i'm sure that'll be even more fun but even just like the starter basic pistol it confirms that like the combat is is super solid um they even have like elements of like the initial all these initial enemies are very short on the ground so you have so to be able to hit them you have to like hip fire which hip fire hits at like a mid um level and you can hold shift to uh steady your aim and aim better but it aims high and it'll aim over obstacles so there's so even though it sounds awkward uh it has not been um but i think that's a kind of neat idea of like an isometric game but there's an actual like there's almost like a uh like a like a y-axis or like a it's a z-axis i guess um one of those axes well it shouldn't be it should be x and y and then z but uh but it should yeah there's like a there's an element of height um but uh yeah I, i thought it was it's been pretty good so far um i think that there's apparently a lot of uh rpg elements and talking to characters i guess and i haven't seen how far that will go i do appreciate games that um uh don't overwhelm with exposition like the initial kind of character the the first character you find um answers like it's one of those things where they're like oh the si is getting overwhelmed by wretches you gotta get up there and reboot the haztac and then get the, the 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 gym gunning and then you're just like, I don't know what those mean. And then you can ask, and then it'll be like, you know, an array of options of like, what, what is gym gunning? What is SI? And then uh, the guy just like answers in one sentence. This is a weird thing to like, but I do like it that it's just like, you know, gym gunning is this. And that's, and they don't like ex- just expose, like just go on and right. on with it they're just like there here it is here's a sentence that's answering this so you actually want to do the options instead of like listen you spent five minutes explaining that one answer i'm not going to delve more into this world uh but yeah it was pretty it's pretty good so far i do want to give it uh i want to give it a little bit more of of a shot before i uh weigh in yeah so many so many games to play so those are for me i i finished cruelty squad by the way uh it is definitely in my uh there is another difficulty level that I might replay the game on, uh, which I think I told to you, but I did not tell to the cast. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed Cruelty Squad. I think that it is 
a pretty novel experience. I've never really played anything like it, and I'm not really sure that anything like it really exists. Uh, I I really do love this like ultra late stage capitalism that it goes for, where like you know the world is vile because what you are doing is vile because you are like this vile person mm-hmm. who is working better the efforts of these like ultra rich uh, executives. In closing, like the the other weird thing about Cruelty Squad is it does go into some. Uh, there is lore and there is like hidden things to find about like why the world is the way it is and like the eldritch powers that sort of like made it be the way that it is that are pretty exciting exciting when you get to them and yeah i'm coughing so it's time to close up uh what a what a dense episode i know holy shit we've never actually podcasted like that i also want to say uh i just want to put this out there because i know that we have some nerds that listen to this but I watched uh, the latest Suicide Squad movie, and it was really good. I have not seen a movie in a long time that I actually thought was like good. But Suicide Squad, it was definitely good, and and you should definitely check it out. I think I will. Um, I've been watching The Wire recently. Breaking my long-standing rule of not watching things. Instead of watching The Wire tonight, just watch, just start Suicide Squad. You know, just start that up. It's it's out there on that HBO Max. Look at that Metacritic. I do have HBO Max. Look at that Metacritic score. It's at a seventy-four, which is pretty impressive for one of those movies. Uh, Ah, it was James Gunn, so he's pretty good. It is. It is. It is very similar to Guardians of the Galaxy in vibe, but also very very violent. Uh, WTDG podcast. That's what it is. What's the deal with games? You can find us on Twitter at sign WTD. You can find us on our website, WTDGpodcast.com. We could look at all the episode images. Thank you, Ryan Gowling. Bumper. For the use of your music, we still aren't using Uwu's music. Mm-hmm. Uh, pop from, we, we, we are using, you can get it off the Pop Songs 2020. Ooh, didn't come out right. Um, you can find them on YouTube where you can find links to all their merch. Uh, I have the shirt and I have the record. I am not wearing the shirt. The pen, I have the record. Thank Thanks you, Alan. Thank you, Bumper. Thank you, James, for mm-hmm. this, 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 uh, this, this, we, this was a tight hour episode. Turn it around. And that's so to the moon, right? It's so funny because that's not where my stocks are. Ha ha. Yeah, my stocks are shit.